Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Oral Fixation. Each fortnight, we focus on an album by a queer artist or loved by queer people, using it as a starting point for a discussion surrounding our own relationship with the music and our journeys as queers. This episode, we finally turn to Kylie Minogue and her 2000 album, Light Years, released on Parlophone Records. Any samples we use from songs by Kylie or others are used entirely for the purposes of review and critique, so don't be a jobsworth and sue. We hope you enjoy. You're the liquor of Dibley. <laughs> um, liquor of Dibley is kind of like a hot um, drag name. Yeah, but for like a sapphic lesbian Geraldine Granger. Granger. <laughs> Are we cracking We're on? recording. We're, We're recording. live. We're live on Channel 4. Please do not, not swear. swear. Um, Andy, true or false? This is our first Australian idol. I actually think that's quite disgusting <laughs> that we are like episode, I don't know how long through, we're two oh, I English gals living the Aussie dream. Yeah. And Australia has positively spaffed icon after musical icon. You've got Tina Arena. Delta Goodrum. Come on. No, we can do this. Come on. You, there's so many. You there's go next. There's so many. I've gone blank. Troy Sivan. Natalie Imbruglia. Keep going, keep going. Um, Jessica Malboy. Gina G. Um, the Veronicas. Ooh. Um, ha. Matt Corby. <laughs> <laughs> Corby. Corby. Look, there's loads, but the queen of the them all. The queen of them all. Is Kylie. Danny Miller. Oh. Now look, today's discussion isn't going to be entirely Kylie. <laughs> Where have you got that from? I've heard that. I've heard that one before, Libertango. No, I've what I that. say is entirely right. Minogue. But, right. Okay. But yes. if it, it is going to be entirely Minogue, yes, it's going to be Kylie, Danny, Ascendant. Yes. Are there, there's no other there's sisters. A brother. What's Is the brother's there? name? It's like Craig or something. Craig, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the mum, the mum is called Carol, and the dad, Ron. Really? Ron Minogue. Ron and Carol Minogue. That's Minogue is an awesome surname. It's stunning for yes. a celeb. An icon. An icon. Two icons. Both alike in dignity. <laughs> the family Minogue. We're here. Look, it's oral fixation. We're Born in Australia, and we are doing the Queen of Australian Pop. We need to check our our English privilege, mm. and we need to acknowledge the Aussie, the Queen of Aussie Pop. I would say, not the Queen of Pop. I'm not coming for Queen of Pop. Let's. I'm coming for Queen of Aussie Pop. But speaking Disagree? of coming for, as we have this unique mindset, I believe, as these uh, English queers. <laughs> when did I say queer? You, th- what do you mean? Like, you spelt it, like, phonetically, like, queer. Yeah. When do I, do I say that? <laughs> That's often? how you say it. <laughs> you literally just said, said, when do I say queer? You say it queer. <laughs> it's like... Queer. Queer. No, 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 queer. but I don't ever change, doll. I love the way you say it. In your... You've been in Australia over a year now, right? Mm. Have you ever kind of sort of sat around a table and 
funny amongst friends how quickly the topic of discussion turns to Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Have you found a little bit of a kind of hostility almost from Australians vis-a-vis the fact that this queen has literally built her career and um, is ostensibly an honorary Brit. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I've never felt that. Do you mm. feel like there's hostility towards the the Australian people towards Kylie? Didn't know it existed until being in Australia. And so I've been in Australia about five years now. Yeah, and, I just find- and what, sorry, so do they feel like she upped sticks and just <sighs> kind of... There's this concept, there's this uniquely Australian concept. Um, have you heard of tall puppy syndrome? Uh-huh. Mm. So it gets... I actually thought it was tall puppy for like a year. Right. Lol. It gets thrown around a lot. Um, I guess you can use it in whatever situation it applies to, but specifically Australians, um, this kind of... The, the nation's mindset over like their last 500 years, 500, 100 years, maturing into this um, kind of world country or whatever um and spreading actors and people of culture all around the world um there's this ideology that australians are kind of almost like battlers and are hardy people and when they go off to the uk or the us um it's almost like they're too they're seen as being too good for where they came from it's like they value and celebrate the underdog mm. but when the underdog then succeeds there you go it's like oh you think you're such hot shit mm. but the interesting thing with kylie <laughs> is that she didn't make it big in the states until can't get you out of my head and then she actually completely fell off the radar as well that yeah. was her only big time was she kind of just a one-hit wonder i think this specifically refers to how she's had her career in the uk yeah because she's huge in the uk she's revered yeah um, even this, so we're here to discuss light years. That this that was recorded, I think, in the UK and Dublin. Yes, uh, London and Dublin. It seems to me like she's just got a big affinity with the UK. Uh, but I had never. I I I must be honest and say I'd never sensed hostility towards Aussie from all Aussies towards her. Yeah, but yeah. maybe yep. now I'll be on the lookout. Well, I we mean, are on the lookout for hostility <laughs> towards Kylie. <laughs> um, I did once just kind of float that theory with an Aussie, and they were like, "No, she's just naff." But hey, Ooh, name <laughs> and shame the Aussie. Um, can't remember. Didn't didn't commit them to memory. Okay, good. Yeah, Not important then. No. Um, so we are here to do light years, mm. and I I'm not going to say I took umbrage. That seems quite a strong <laughs> <laughs> Dolores reference, but I initially had intentions to do a different album. But look, it was always going to be tough with well, this gal. I think we should talk around that. Well, it will get there. We'll get there. Okay. But through listening to this album and actually really reminding myself of the context of when this came out, especially in her career, looking be uh, before the album, looking after the album, um, I'm really, really happy that we're doing it. Great. So really pumped. Happy to be here. Yeah, and happy to have you. Happy to be queer. Happy to... Am I? I don't know. Is there some internalised homophobia going on? Comes in waves. Yes. Um, so initially we were going to discuss Fever, correct? Correct. Um, and Fever sure had got me good. Mm. How did it get you good? Um, I wasn't really bothered about Kylie until about six or seven years ago. Mm. I am a late in life Kylie gay. 
an L-I-L K-G. K-G. Um, a I, lil KG. I did. <laughs> I did have a lol poster of her on my wall when I was about fourteen from the um, slow chocolate red blooded woman uh, era, uh, where I fancied her. Oh, I'm doing air quotations. She was up. that mine. Did you have anyone like that? Yeah. Um. I. That was Britney for me. I had <laughs> the oops cover. You know when she's like the. It's like the kind of sequenced gown a gown um dangling and she's kind of like holding it and then i also completely randomly and you'll love this um because you loved it i never really watched any episodes of it but i had a buffy poster mm. and pretended that i was really into sarah yeah. michelle geller stan yeah um i wasn't yeah the, yeah it was a it was a bit of sort of early pr but you were into fierce independent female vampire killers correct aesthetically aesthetically yes um loved it yes loved i it. once knew a guy who had um the britney logo from randomly the femme fatale era you're ringing bells with me here doll right tattooed on himself oh tried to convince people that he just fancied her Came out a year later. This is not me naming and shaming people coming out later in life, but come on, Dom. Come on. Come off it. That's... Yeah. I love that and I celebrate that. Whether I would tattoo permanently on myself anything to do with someone I was sexually attracted to, I don't know. <laughs> but a pop icon, absolutely. Well, cover me. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's going to take a while for me to wrap my head around that one. But anyway, look, we digress. So she's on my wall, and Either. I very clearly no, remember... this is body language. Uh, yes. Yeah. Read my... Body language. I very clearly remember my cousin, maybe it's sort of Christmas or something, came and coming into my room and being like, mm, Kylie, she's hot, isn't she? Look at look Sorry, at her cousins, legs. Cousins male or female? Female. Female. Older? I think older. I think she was... Shout out to Claire, a friend of the pod. Deep friend. Stands this episode, uh, podcast. <laughs> and will stand this <laughs> yeah, episode. Stand this, yeah. Um, and I think I can only just imagine that she maybe was trying to get a bit of a sort of... She was digging. Right, get, trying to get some intel. And I was very much... Yes, she's very sexy. Move on. So. And Claire was like, I'm going to blow this case wide open. And she did. Fever. Fever is pop excellence. Fever is a pop icon who's got just under 20 years under about at this light stage um, delivering a pop masterpiece. Mm. The run of pop singles from that album, say pop again, pop. are legendary. Correct me if I'm wrong. Can't get you out of my head. Then come into my world. Yep. Then love at first sight. Yep. Then don't tell me in my eyes. In your eyes. In your eyes. Uh, any more singles? Bam, 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 bam. bam, bam. bam. Um, Poppy, I need you to come back home, baby. Yes. And I see that as like the true um, beginning of the second half of the career that we're still kind of seeing her through now. That kind of... I really see Kyle as like an 80s, 90s, and then a 2000s kind of this massive, huge relaunch. But... That's interesting. So you don't see Light Years as that. Because the whole thing was, this is the comeback. But... And it's a big but. Listening to this album, doing my research has shown that the comeback was an album earlier with yeah. Light Years. Agreed. Uh, although I think uh, Light Years kind of smashed the door open and was like, I'm here. Yeah. And then Fever was like, I've been here. I'm this cooking is what- with gas. There you go. Sure. Yeah, because before Light Years, which came out in 2000, correct me if I'm wrong, quick history lesson. The album before that was Impossible Princess, right? 
Correct. And is that her kind of like weird bit Bjork? Correct. Was that Confide in Me or was that the album before? Confide in Me was actually even the album before that. We need to do a very, very quick history lesson and we just because of the, the span of her career. So Neighbours. Kylie. Neighbours at that point watched by more Brits than Australians, just because of literal population size. I'm pretty sure my mum was super into Neighbours and like watched it during her pregnancy. She would because she's fierce. Yeah. Um, Kylie left Neighbours and moved to the UK and set up shop with uh, Stock Aitken Waterman. Um, lol, Pete, Pete Waterman off of Pop Stars, the rivals off of From Coventry. Yeah. Random. Oh, we see. Um, he was also a, a judge on Pop Idol. Yes. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, that um, also kind of... like incredibly successful pop star. They spaffed out hits. They did. Left, right, and center. Sonia. 13 UK number ones. Crazy. Their most recent Cine-Cine. steps. Ah. They steps. actually came back a bit with steps. But um, Rick Astley, um, Jason Donovan, um, Banana Rama. Yes. Um, people who are kind of a little bit lol now but at that time were dominating the charts in the uk and australia and some the us um kylie was the queen of that stable Mm -hmm. she had her first one two i think three albums were completely written and produced by this um powerhouse and then around about album four very early 90s she was like right right i I need need your help Um, I think someone in her life, if it wasn't her, was like, if you're going to have this longevity, you need to do a, a real image revamp. And then she started to I branch out. Freaking was Michael Hutchins. Right. Was it? Because wasn't she with him? And he was a bit like, because he was in, in excess and he was so cool. Yeah. And I think, wasn't she influenced by him to be a bit cool? Because the yeah. stuff that she was doing was a bit like yeah. manufactured bubblegum pop. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Anyway, carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also looking at other big name pop stars around her and seeing maybe they are going through these kind of era changes and that's increasing their longevity and yeah. sort of, she yeah, had to yeah, shed yeah. that image. Um, I reckon about the early, maybe 93, were, 94 was Confide in Me. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is when she started to go a little bit left of the center, a bit more indie. She found the crimper. Right, she yes. She found the hair crimper. She went kind of pillar box red, Has almost. Has anyone ever looked good with a crimper? No. Hmm. No, I've, I've researched it and it's no. Yeah, glad we, glad our findings align. Mm. Um, Impossible Princess was 1997 and that was the most alternative she's ever gone. And that album is kind of revered by some of her fans because um, it's one of only two albums where she's got a co-write on every single song on the album. Impossible Princess. Impossible Princess. Yes. So it's That's the one like, after Confide in Me. Yes. Yeah. It's seen as like one of her most capital P personal. Shout out to um, deep, deep friend of the pod, Liam, whose favourite and uh, former guest, his favourite Kylie album is Impossible Princess. Yes. It, it's many people's. And there's actually an amazing podcast out there by um, an online friend of mine called... Um, his name is Richard and he has an amazing podcast where he does a deep dive into Impossible Princess so we'll link that in the bio Mm. Um, but kind of a bit of a commercial disaster right Um, not surprising can you name me any singles from that Um, singles I can name songs I don't know if they were singles Breathe Did It Again Um, Cowboy Style Some Kind of Bliss I I couldn't sing you any of them no actually um I feel bad. I was playing it in a car the other day and the Aussies 
with me were in their, I reckon, mid-30s, and they knew every single song. Okay, right, right, right. Um, that was her big shot at being a credible indie artist and critically acclaimed, but commercial disaster. Mm. Now, the aftermath of that was, apparently that's when she developed depression. And oh, no she way. found herself a bit lost in where she was going, where her career was taking her. She didn't really know where she fit in. I guess looking at like the music landscape of like 98, 99, I don't see where Kylie could have sat really. No. It's it's difficult to put yourself in her place. Yeah. Did you get that there? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. And also, um, let's not forget at this time, she was probably going through her set and return. Was she? I don't know. Because I remember when she came back with Spinning Around. Right. It was like, oh my God, she's 30 or she's in her 30s and look at that ass. Right. So it wouldn't... Let's sort of cram it into the hole of Saturn's Return. Yeah, I'm obsessed. With... Have I ever spoken about Saturn Return on this podcast? I don't know. Anyway, look, really, really long story short, the idea is that Saturn is in a specific place in the cosmos when you're born and it takes 27, 28 years to return to that same place. And when that happens, you go through metamorphosis. It's actually one of the um, theories behind the 27 Club and why many, so many people die because they just can't handle the kind of like... Um, the yeah the rebirth that they go through some people don't feel it some people have really full-on brutal satin returns mine was incredibly brutal shout out to the amsterdam amsterdam souls my group's my group of friends the dambles (laughs) to the dambles (laughs) shout out to the amsterdam souls uh my group of friends that we went to amsterdam together let's just say i had one too many uh fizzy drinks a couple too many sweets and ended up having a minor psychotic episode but that set me on the path to recovery in the depth of my Saturn return. What I'm trying to say to and you stardom. is... And stardom. What I'm trying to say to you is maybe Kylie was going through that kind of like, you're confronted with your own mortality during your Saturn return. Mm. And sometimes it can lead to depression. I might be square peg round holding mm. this, but... I'm here for it. Let's do it. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. Well, that's kind of leading us up to where we are with light years. Um, and my key takeaway from this album start to finish was, was Kylie before Light Years in fear of losing her gay fans? Right. Because Because this album is gay, gay, gay. I felt like I was on a cruise liner where Barry Manilow was playing piano and Bette Midler was singing and the whole thing was cruise directed by Kylie Minogue. And everyone's having gay sex with with each other. Yes. With with Bet and Barry and, and everything. Yes. Abba are there. Yes. And Sylvester, Cher, Sheik, everyone. Sledge. Just glitter. Glitter. For days. Just poppers. Glitter for days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this album is, is poppers. Gay. This yes. album is poppers. But th- okay, look. I've done that thing I do where I've um, gone through and said which songs sound like what song. I really hope you... I've got one too. I Great. Hope it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can neither do that now or a bit later, but this is... I think she is being reverential. She is. Oh, I, completely. I don't think that it's just flippant no. pop. No. It all has meaning behind it, but her references are deep mm. and they are vast. Mm. You've obviously got the, your, your obvious disco-inspired kind of ABBA stuff, but then... It kind of references dance music mm-hmm. from, I think, 
late 60s, early 70s, mm-hmm. up until Completely. present day when it, was, when it was created. It's a tour de force of the dance floor. Can I, shall I just quickly? Can you just say? Can I just say? Okay, so. So now goodbye. So now goodbye. That to me is a bit If you could read my mind, love Yes What a story it could be Which Australians love Yeah, Australians love that that one Um, Disco Down This Disco Down The beginning is Disco 2000 by Pulp Okay It goes Yes Yes it does It's also Does Your Mother Know by ABBA Fair enough. Can we just rewind a little bit to So Now Goodbye? Yes. I hope you know this because it was used as a drag raised lip sync. Um, It's specifically, I googled this, it does lift it. It's specifically referencing The Boss by Diana Ross. Oh, give me, how many if you bars? Tits. Can I just edit it in? Yeah, edit it in. You can listen when I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I hear it now. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. That's it, that's good. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. you go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Love Boat, is that from that show, Love Boat? Um, or is it just, this is Cam I think it's tits, Cruise complete... Liner, Jane McDonald's. It's, yeah. At Sea. Yeah. Like. So years later, the X tour, we'll talk about X another time. Um, she had a whole yes. section of the show, which was a direct Barry Manilow, Bette Midler homage called The Love Boat. Iconic. Yeah, so it must be that, yeah. Um, Kukachu. Um, Did you just call me? <laughs> it directly references, I think, The Beat Goes On, originally by Sonny and Cher, yeah. but then it was updated in, like, it was re-released or, like, there was a remix of it in, like, 1998 by a band called All, All Seeing Eye, and it was like, Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the ground. Do you remember that? Yeah. la di And it went, like, Anyway, we'll put that in the background as well, but it's like that. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, I hear that now too. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Just right n- now. Yeah. Um, under the influence of love, I think A is a um, cover anyway. It is. It's a cover from the seventies, but again, I was like, this is this is this Barry Manilow. But also, it uses the dun 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 dun, dun from Love Is in the Air. Wow. I'm pretty amazing. sure it's that. Um, I'm so high. Lol has elements of Beautiful Stranger. Because it has the in the background, and then finally, "Light Years" is "I Feel Love" by Donna Summer. Right? Yeah. Yes. If you listen to that song, correct. It just is "I Feel Love." I believe she's actually performed "Light Years" live and just woven in "I Feel Love." Yeah, for sure. It's the same song. Yeah, I think that you fucking nailed it. I feel schooled as fuck. Oh gosh. Beep. Sorry, Trish. Sorry, Alison. But everything you just said there. The references dotted around the decades since basically when dance music was invented in its earliest form in probably what the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Um, it this album is um, a love letter to the dance floor, to it the disco. So tech. is there, well, there's two songs with the word disco in them. Yes, and we haven't even gotten started on your disco needs. You no. will get to that shortly. No, but it's a love letter to the dance floor. It yeah. is a love, and it's not really tears on the dance floor. No, it's just. Let's dance our tits off on the dance floor. Yeah. It's and I, very... Yeah. You you watched Queer as Folk, right? Yeah. The English one. Yeah. Like, there are songs, loads of songs from this album where I'm like, this could, could be in the background. Completely. In Babylon. Completely. 
Um, yeah. And it's that kind of era as well. Mm. Queer as Folk came out in 1989. Yeah. This is 2000. Yeah. I felt like I could be in a club in Manchester, snogging. Sure. Some 16-year-old school kid. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um. That's a, just for all of our fans. That's a reference to Queer as Folk. I'm not saying that I in any way. Oh. Indoors. I thought you were kind of sort of into oh no oh okay I won't say that on air <laughs> alright <laughs> um I think um <laughs> um <clears throat> the, the the queerness of this album it's I just it's just absurd to sit it's here not, talking about why Kylie Minogue is queer you know what it's not but it also is okay and I'll tell you for why why Going back to the transition from her Impossible Princess and earlier, trying to find where she fit id fat fat where she fitted slotted, slotted um, within the musical landscape, um, and kind of just having a few years off, and then coming back with something like this, so overtly yes, gay, but joyful mm. and um, unapologetic unapologetically commercial oh it's like being twatted around the face with a glitter ball sure there's there's no attempt to be cool or trendy here no no um on one hand i'm like the girl knows her place in a great she she knows what she's good at Mm. which is always something that people talk about you know when you find your niche what you're good at you should run for the hills and celebrate it and that is what Kylie started doing then and she's doing to this day now Kylie plays to her strengths Mm. Um, that's why people laud her that's why she gets these mammoth crowds at Glastonbury and still pumps out these albums um, which people love and critics and uh, alike but I can't help but feel a a touch of um, not sadness but I feel for the girl that she tried to step out of her box and step mm. out of her comfort zone. And um, some people loved it, but it generally was a flop. So it's like these two, this two-sided thing where I'm like, yeah, good for you. You, you. you found what you're good at, now run with it. But also, oh, you did also try something different, which you should also be lauded for, but it just didn't really work. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I think it's... Why? It's not really without having her here... It's not up to us to, like, we don't know which one she, like, did Kylie actually want to be that kind of, like, grungy, we don't know, Tori do Amos mm. kind of um, alternative girl? Or was she literally going through the teenage years, the teenage rebellion of her pop career, of her mm. career, mm. and wanted to sort of... That's a good way of looking at it. If, you know, when, you're, when you've been doing something for so long, we all, we all want to reinvent ourselves sometimes or Mm. kind of try out different versions of ourselves we talk about that a lot on this podcast reinvention is queer yeah it is queer Mm. and um and she did that but then often sometimes in trying trying on a different persona or a version of yourself you can then come back and be like oh no there are actually parts of that because light years is not stock aiken waterman kylie even version 2.0. It's like a more matured... Much more. Kind of... It's still Camp AF. But it's evolved. But it's evolved and it's more of like... It's kind of... I think it's Camp in that it's knowing. It's like... It's a wink. Yes. Yeah. It's like... It's witty. It's witty and it's reverential. Whereas it is. I think that um, the Stockhake and Waterman stuff was maybe a bit more kind of... Uh, mm. Kylie's the puppet and mm. she's just sort of 
the conduit for these other messages conduit that people are word. creating for her. Correct. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think I, 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 I smell what you're stepping in, but I, I don't think it's necessarily sad because Kylie's career has continued. This red thread has, has continued through her throughout her career. And she's kind of oscillated and tried different mm. things out, but it's always been, there's always been a sense of joy, I think, at the center joy. of everything that she's done. You're so right. You're so right. You've, you've, yeah, I completely agree. I just, I guess I just had this like little bit sad image of her in some kind of like drab boardroom in London with these record label executives. And someone and brings out like, the little gold hot pants and she's like, no, please. Put them on. Don't make me wear the hot pants. Give the gays what they want. Kylie. Yeah. Put them on. And she's like, I, I love the gays, but can I just do what I... But no, I think I agree with more your kind of... Um, sort of. Take. Now, there is um, a, a really cool quote um, by Rufus Wainwright. Okay. On where he thinks uh, Kylie's joy comes from and why she's kind of seen the way she is. And I wrote it down because... Um, we can't avoid it. It's, he, he sees her as... I'll just go for it. GFI. I love Kylie. She's the anti-Madonna. Oh, oh, oh. Self-knowledge is a truly beautiful thing. And Kylie knows herself inside out. Which aligns... I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. She is what she is. And there's no attempt to make quasi-intellectual statements to substantiate it. She's the gay shorthand for joy. Right. She, she is the dance floor. She is <laughs> she's the mother I never had. <laughs> she's the sister I never had. I don't know a better person. Um I don't know a better <laughs> person. <laughs> um but the quote about Madonna is also interesting that there's a dark I, I wanna what do you think about this? There's a dark force at work here. This is about Madonna. She subverts everything for her own gain. I went to see her London show and it was also dour and humorless. She surpasses even Joan Crawford in terms of megalomania. Which in itself makes her a kind of a dark gay icon. And he goes on to say the thing about Kylie. And I, I remember kind of, first of all, getting a bit defensive when, about when, him. When Madonna, was but, that quote from, do you know? Um, early 2000s, I think it was in The oh, Guardian. right, okay. Um, but I do see them, so many similarities and so many people love them both, but they do also kind of appeal to different audiences in their way as well. That yeah. Kylie is just the, let's just, she's that, I can't really think of a better way of saying it than a shorthand to joy. I love that. I love, yeah. I, I would, I think that A, that's great. And B, I'd love to be described as a shorthand to joy. Mm. But I, 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 I agree. But it's not like Madonna's the devil and Kylie's the angel. No. It's more like they're kind of, um, they aren't opposites. They're just kind of versions of this pop, queen of pop, pop princess, whatever, that just went in different directions. And, you know, if you want to talk about reinvention, we do a lot with Madonna, but she sort of has done that consistently throughout her career for better or worse. Mm. And because of that, I think sometimes you don't know what you're getting with Madonna. And to Rufus's point, it can seem so self-aware because it's like, this time I'm Madame X yeah. or this time I'm, you know, um, the Shanti Shanti Yogi sure. Kabbalah. And that would have been the period where she's yeah. doing like yoga stances to Kabbalah and it's all like mystical references. And he's like, okay, this is great if you're into it, but sometimes you just want a disco ball as and well. And whereas Kylie's like, boys, yeah, let's just hit the D floor. Yes. 
BYOB, BYOBF. Yeah. And let's just have a boogie. And I think that's for why, that's part of why for a long time I actually kind of resisted her. Because in my kind of exploration of these kind of icons in my early 20s, when I was getting into people like Madonna, Bjork, Kate Bush, Tori Amos, these, for want of a better term, more intellectual icons. Did Kylie seem a bit, feel a bit surface? She was a bit lowest con- common denominator right, to me. She was yeah. like, oh, it's just um, throwaway, flimsy pop. Mm. And I wasn't giving her the time of day. And um, I know myself, I, I know that's wrong. Um, she's not, I wouldn't call her intellectual, but um, there's a lot more depth and thought to it than I initially believed. And I think that that's particularly true when it comes to her songwriting. Like she has... I remember you speaking a while ago about her songwriting with Jake Shears. Mm. Or was it someone else? No, yeah, well, but, she has written with Jake Shears, yeah. But you talked, you spoke about the process that they put um, towards it and like they had this Dolly Parton method mm. where it, like if they were making a simple pop song, it would have, if they're making a pop song, it had to be able to be simplified down so that it would sound good if it was just played on a guitar. Like there is rationale and meaning mm. behind what she does. And there's rationale and meaning behind all good disco music, dance music, mm. um... I think she's probably grown more and more into that. Mm. But um, she's not intellectual, let's say. She's not, you don't have to sit down and really think about Mm. a Kylie song or a Kylie album, but there's meaning and rationale behind what she does. Mm. And it clearly resonates with the masses, Mm. which is, you know, not necessarily always a bad thing. Mm. But when you say lowest common denominator, sometimes that can be for gay people like, or queer people like you and I, who like to find secrets and mm, like easter eggs and yes, meaning yes sometimes that's, that's um way of putting it that's like uh it, it it means that kylie isn't necessarily always our cup of tea but i love kylie and before this episode recording mm. today andy messaged me and said i know that we don't like we're not going to talk about any music before that mic is on mm. but i want you to think about your top 10 kylie songs and I did, and it was bloody hard. It is to whittle hard. down. Yeah. And I don't even think what I've got is no. There's just so many. So yeah, that's something really to be. Um, that that is really quite remarkable. That she started her career in 1987. She put her her last album maybe last year or the year before. I think it was last year because she did that whole like country kind of. Yeah. Stop me Golden. from falling. She, it went to the UK number one and Australia again. Did it? Um, she's still riding high um she just put out a greatest hits collection it was her first greatest hits to collect because she had all lots of different record labels so her greatest hits have all been a kind of bit um fragmented because the record labels couldn't always like agree on the rights or whatever but Uh, okay she's she's put out her entire career on her most recent greatest hits it's about 30 tracks long yeah and that isn't really a weak song i'm not surprised it's the breadth of the discography it's like you've you just saying that there is an element she's got to be clever to be yeah out that that output the, the volume of it she's sure. she is prolific mm. she's been going she's she has had a career in the public eye as long as i've been alive yeah which is nearly 400 years yes <laughs> no but like that's you've got in order to stay relevant and to stay you know collecting number one albums especially in this day and age where it's not the same as it was mm. 10, 20 years ago. Mm. You've got to have some kind of shrewd eye on things. And another thing about Kylie, and I don't want to spend too much talking about this because I don't think it's particularly like 
um, it's it doesn't define her in any way, but she is a survivor. Mm. She has had um, like bad things. Mm. She's been through trauma. Bad mm. things have happened f- to her, mm-hmm. and she's always risen up and triumphed mm. over it. Correct. And I think that that has resonated not even just with the gay experience, no. but with the human experience completely. Uh, and that is uh, yeah. something that I think is worth acknowledging as well. Well, yeah, I, I go to that, and I was going to say interesting that the trauma that we're referring to her breast cancer scare um wasn't until five years after this album however i only just learned the other day that she made this album after she'd gone through depression for the first Mm. time so she i only found out about that just now that this album is uh, it has to be kind of informed by that Mm. in just how camp and absurd and wonderful it is it's like a come on let's just go and dance yeah i feel that i feel Um, that although I was trying to go back to when when do I remember first hearing these songs for the first time? And I really remember on a night like this, <sighs> touched something in me. That doll. to me is let's go to like Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you not find it kind of balearic? Oh, it definitely is balearic. Yeah. Uh it it's drama, mama. It's drama. It's, it's drama. like What is it? You go. It's um Lasers. It's, it's lasers. It's, 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 it's but it's 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 European. It's uh, it's, no, it's a, it's it's got a it's warm a night of, and yeah, I'm yeah, snogging yeah, the waiter and um. <laughs> it's uh, so we're doing all these <laughs> <laughs> movements. Uh, it's 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 night time. Yeah, it's on a night like this. Yeah, and I just want to stay forever. And it is holiday romance, but yeah, lasers. It is, and there's a guy. And he's maybe Spanish. Emotions are high. High. But and you can very smell much... the hormones in the air. And then the, the follow-up to that, of course, is, please stay, please my babe. Stay. Is this holiday romance going to be over? Mm. I don't know if I'm just, like, making up this holiday thing. Mm. But no, on a line like this, um, spoiler alert for later, but it's definitely in my top ten. Oh, wow, okay, Probably great. top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. And shout out to deep sis of the pod, Shah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention her, because I think it might be one of her favorite kylie songs but it's it's drama mama it's drama mama um um so okay let's go let's go through the i think we've kind of any okay do you do you have any thoughts on spinning around because oh i mean it's a banger it's a banger probably one of my least favorite but just because i heard it so many times have you heard it on a dance floor yeah, yeah, it's, probably. It's pretty wonderful. I mean, I'm not it gonna. I'm. I'm no. not not gonna dance spinning no. around on no. a dance floor. Yeah. Um. There's. She. I heard her do it. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember now. But I heard her mash it up with an amazing '90s um, dance song. Mm. Um. I will. We're playing it now in the yeah. pod. Oh, oh wow! Yes. Oh, yeah. that one from the yeah, '90s. It's really cool. I promise. But no, love it. Um. Those. Golden hot pants. I think we're about fifteen quid from a market in London, <laughs> and they're now on show, I believe, in a museum in Melbourne. No way. Hmm. No way. Um, produced by two of the producers who um, did like over half of the Spice Girls' output. Oh, what spinning around? Richard Stannard and another guy. Um, this was the first time that they worked with Kylie, so the Spice Girls would have been over by two thousand. Um, uh, well, coming to the end. Sure, coming to the end. Thank you. Shout um, out to Rather. Mm. Yeah, but um, do you know who Spinning Around was in, originally intended for? 
I think, didn't we touch we on this We already in the Q&A? spoke about it. Was, it was I wrong? I think no. I was wrong. Well, you said, okay, so in the Q&A, you said, I think you said that Can't Get You Out of My Head was intended for Paula Abdul. Correct. But Spinning Around was actually written by Paula Abdul. Yeah, and yeah. she was, what, she was going to take it, but then she gave it to Kylie? Gave it to or? Kylie. Which is so random. Silly Paula. Why did, yeah, why did, Paula. Paula. Um, yeah, well, that's that fact. I... You, I know you know. Go on. Well, one of my favourite songs on this album is Your Disco Needs You. Okay. Co-written by? Robbie Williams. Queer icon. Okay. Robbie Williams, I think also, because him and Guy Chambers, that was, they yep, were like a bit of a writing thing. thing. They also, I think, wrote Love Boat. Yep. And obviously he appears on Kids. Uh, uh, park that Hetty nonsense for a moment. Okay, well, it's not Hetty if I can just say something right here, right now. Because... Uh, of every single uh, male uh, in, you know, my pop culture ether at the time, no one more than Robbie Williams profoundly informed the awakening of my homosexuality. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I had the hots for him and look, Trish. He was stunning. Trish and mum skip forward about 30 seconds oh wow pretty sure skip 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 skip. skip my skip. first skip. my first wank ah! was over Robbie Williams maybe the kids video or if not did you ever have um sing when you're winning which is the Robbie Williams album and mm. in the like my sister had it this is some like deep tea my sister had the album actually speaking girl can you just pass me that tea please yeah, yeah. my sister oh, it's still the, the tea doll my sister had the album and in it it was like Robbie Williams in all these different like kind of like outfits or whatever at a football game and there was one where it was like loads of versions of himself like in a bath like you know like footballers all like have baths together mm. and he was naked and it was, he had his ass out <sighs> girl mm. it was hot and I, I used to sneak into her room and I'd steal the CD sleeve and I'd like you know Jesus Fair play to you <laughs> to just like literally committing that to record in the public domain. Well, do you know what? That's fierce. Nothing wrong with self-love. Nothing really matters. And, um, but Robbie Williams, you just said Hetty Nonsense. I think no, he's no, no, queer. No, no, no. I was referring specifically to the song Kids. Oh, because it's about like staying in a heterosexual relationship for the children? Or? It is one of the hettiest songs <laughs> I could think of. <laughs> it is so hetty in its essence. However, completely agree with everything you just said about Robbie Williams. And um, for someone who we know to be exclusively sexually attracted to women, he has an oh. incredibly queer sensibility. I reckon he's probably dipped. Yeah, he probably has. And he doesn't give a shit. No. Um, and... I, I think he's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's interesting what you say about kids though, because I actually genuinely quite like the song. Okay, so, you know, just going back about four minutes to your response to spinning around, mm. it wasn't as severe as mine was to kids, but I know that your opinion of spinning around is tainted by just how many so times you've heard it. Got it. I've heard kids so many times and she continues to perform it on like every tour. And you're just she over it. And he performs it and I just associate it with m more of the blander aspects of early 2000s pop rock 
but I think I've just got this image in my mind. And if I heard it for the first time tomorrow, I'd appreciate it for being mm. a great tune. You're saying what you're saying is, if there's a kind <laughs> of... Read out the note I wrote on my phone about that. <laughs> this is all in caps. Kids, absolutely not. Never. Hetty nonsense. Lower caps. Lower caps, lowercase. Although Robbie would get it. I think we agree. I mean, no, I do like the song, but what you're saying is, uh, is what you're saying, if there are layers of Kylie. Yeah. And some get deeper, some get deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, This is the shallowest. Yeah, there you go. Common denominator. It's going to be all over the radio. That's great, but... Next. Yeah. But, yeah, props for it in some way informing... Your something awakening inside me. The fact that the guy also co-wrote Love Boat and Your Disco Needs You. Is. Does Kylie Minogue have a gayer song than Your Disco no. Needs You? No, she doesn't. She does not. Have and you this, seen the video? This is coming from the woman who also sung Better the Devil You Know. Have you seen the video to Your Disco Needs You? Uh, I think so. It's this kaleidoscopic pre-Cheryl fight for this love. She's mm. in that kind of like... Mm. Um, what are they called? Like, um, like marching band yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is recruiting. Oh, and it's she's it's, the, she's the Pied Piper of gays. She's the Pied Piper of gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to show you this clip from the X tour. She does this amazing segment where she does. I don't remember in what order, but she does on a night like this. Your disco needs you. Fuck, I just forgot the last one. But she does it in this kind of like military ballet style. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, it's stunning. Yeah. She, uh, like her old mate Madonna, she is amazing at reinventing her songs for each new tour Which to fit this I kind of live for. I li- and not only do I live for, I think it's like deeply necessary. Completely. If you're gonna... Yeah. But I think unlike old mate, mm. she ain't afraid to go back to just do it as it kind of is yeah, like but love love she who shall not be named mm. but sometimes it can feel and it, certainly in the past maybe less so now but mm. in the past it has been a bit like pulling teeth to get her to sing an old song because she's like Completely. no i'm just gonna do the album Completely. um she loathes her past <laughs> <laughs> as nearly as much as hydrangeas <laughs> yeah. but kylie wax she she gets that balance between giving the crowd what they want absolutely and, yeah absolutely yeah. i feel like Kylie is just a bit more publicly aware mm. of what people want from her. Mm. And does that make her a bit more like... Um, Pandering. Then maybe, but, but... We don't care. I don't care. No, we don't care. Because I do want that from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like trot Kylie out and just, you know, dance monkey. No. She's in control. Yes. But she's like, I know you love this and I'm going to give it to you. I might mm. put a bit of a twist on it, but let's get into it. Mm. Mm. Do you want to... Um, so we've got, oh, we've only got, um, oh, so, okay, hot take. Mm. I don't know if you're aware, but Kylie is in a movie on television at the moment about swingers. All right. Should we just take this upstairs? Yes. Should we just, okay. Uh, pause the podcast, not joking. Tell me why. How long have we got? Sorry. Two minutes. Why was Light Years at the end of the album? I have never heard a song more meant to be an album opener. 
Do you think? I, uh, my theory is... No, because spinning around was always going to be the opener, wasn't doll, it? Doll, my theory is, is Light Years was crafted to be an opener. And when spinning around came out, remember the single would have come out a few months before the album. Mm. And it was so huge, this huge comeback. Um, they would have been like, nah, that's got to be number one. But I just feel like the journey of Light Years is, it's like, it's setting the stage. It kind it's of is, because it's, like, it's like... Um, it's she's literally saying, "Come on board." Yeah. My name's Kylie. Yes. I will take you on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Take us to the pop stars on the moon. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it, there has to have been a mistake there. That is literally an album opener. So we need off. to fire a gay yeah. intern. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, bearing in mind that we've only got fifty-six seconds left. Yep. Um. Please, Andy. Okay. Tell me. Let's go. Like, bam, bam, bam. Bam of like top ten. Mine aren't in any particular order, apart from my number one, which is very much in mine. Order. Okay, fi- fine. But when what if you say like my number one? Like I'm stressed out. I'm really stressed. Okay, let's just back and forth songs that we both love that Kylie has done, and then we'll talk really quickly, like a quick like five words each about why we love it. Okay, um, the one. Uh, how did that go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing it right now. From the X album. Don't know that. Yeah. Okay, great. You go. Okay, well, I'm sorry because I'm going to steal it from you. Go on. My favorite Kylie song of all time is Slow. Oh, yeah. It's, sorry. It's that, in my top five. Okay, that it's stunning. video yeah. is, if there's anything gayer than Light Years, it's that video. Take me away. What's Shah's quote about Slow? So, <laughs> when Slow first came out, <laughs> Obviously, the video is her in the swimming pool, I think, in Barcelona. Yeah. Surrounded by hundreds of, like, bronzed, gorgeous, yeah. let's probably assume gay men in Speedos writhing around her. Yeah. That song opens with one of the most iconic lines of all time. I knew you'd be here tonight, mm. so I put my best dress on. Mm. Boy, I was so right. <laughs> And I was talking to Shah about how I how much I love the album and sorry the the video and the song and everything and I was like, it's nice, isn't it? Because Slow is almost like the, sort of the video and the song. It's kind of like a little sort of wink to her gay fans. <laughs> and Shah just goes a wink, you a wink. That song is her going gay fans, gay fan, gays. Gay, I'm over here, gay fans. <laughs> He's waving camply. Sorry, I'm waving camply. <laughs> so yeah, Slow. Slow. Um, right. Spaff them out. Confide in me. Fine. Stunning ballad. Mm. It's more than fine. No, doll. I know, I know, I know. I love it, but it's yeah. not on my top. Okay, fine. I'm not going to take your one because I know which your, your favourite one is. So I'm not going right. to say that. Okay. I will give a shout out to all the lovers. Okay. Which I didn't love, but then when it came on about a year ago, Gorge. when we went, we were out in that, that club, at that club yes. and it just came on and I was. I, 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 I lived and yeah. I died. It was very and I was that moment. Born on that dance. Yeah, it was stunning. It was confetti in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, come into my world. Yeah, that's one of mine. That's yes. probably top five for me. Yes. I actually saw, shout out to Raja, season three winner from RuPaul's Drag Race, I do an incredible lip sync to, do you know the Fisher Spooner remix of Come Into My World? Uh, it's stunning. Yeah. And I live when any American drag queen references Kylie because it means that they're in the know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, go on. Um, shout out to Giving You Up. Oh, tune. Yeah. Jake Shears co-write. Fine no way. Yeah. Okay, Fine right. Yeah. yeah. A girl's got to have a fashion. Yeah. You know um, what this body can do. Ooh, ooh. 80s smash 
Hand on your heart. Put it on. Yeah, okay, back in that same area. I'm not editing this episode, by the way. I'll edit this. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> same era. Um, what do I have to do? Yes! That reminds Such me of when shoes. I first moved to Australia. We went to Melbourne yeah. that time and yeah. it came on in that club. Yeah. And I was like, I'm listening to Kylie freaking Minogue in Australia. In and her hometown. Is getting, in yes. her hometown, everyone yeah. is getting their literal yes. life. Yes. Yeah, so good. Um... Wouldn't change a thing. Do you know that one? Hand me a few bars. Stop. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. Okay. No, but good All right, for you. Go on. Um, higher with Tyo Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, uh, giving you up era. I believe in you. Yes. I love. I believe in you. Have you heard a ballad version? It's kind of almost a sort of like spangly disco ballad. It sure is, but there's a. There's was like that a that was that was with um that does. was with Jake Shears as well. Mm. Because I remember yeah. it was like, yeah, she's a few songs on that era. era. Yeah. I don't believe you know me. Yep. Um, um, time bomb. Okay. Do you like that one? Tell me now. Ooh, no one I wanna. You do know it, right? I know it. You just don't really. Yes. yes. I think I'm ready for my number one. Give us. Okay. Uh, just also rounds for me include actual fever. Okay. Fever sure has got me yeah. good. Better the devil you know. No. Come the. What the. Better the devil you know. They closed G-A-Y every single night with that song. G-A-Y in London, the last song they played every single night was Better the Devil You Know. With the Steps version. The Princess of Pop version. <laughs> um, Andy, I'm going to hand over to you. And I'd like you, because I'm pretty sure that the reason you really wanted to do Fever yeah, was so you song. could talk about this song. It's, yeah. So, go on. I'd say it's in my top five pop songs of all time. Very few songs make me feel the way that Love at First Sight makes me feel. Mm. Yeah. And I think she also acknowledges that it might be, it, it's one of her favorite songs, if not probably number one. She's, she ends a lot of tours with Does it. Does she? It's often her tour closer. Um, it's elation, it's euphoria. I wouldn't say there's a tinge, it's it's not a bittersweet song, it's pure it's joy. pure joy. It's the joy of a crush. The first few days after this like, Whist off on a on a romance. Um, it's love at first sight. What do you think about that song? I uh, have a lot of strong feelings for love at first sight. It's, it's on my top yep. ten, probably top five for me. Might even be top three. It reminds me. I've got a very. I've got um, a few different playlists, <laughs> as we know. A few. A few. Um, I've got a summer playlist, and then I've got a winter playlist. But then I've got. My spring and my autumn playlists <laughs> are songs that remind me, like, summer playlist is all summer long. Yeah. Winter playlist is all winter long. Doesn't include Christmas songs because there's a whole other Christmas playlist. Um, but the autumn and spring playlists are songs that remind, it's like the season's changing. Mm. It's getting warmer or it's getting colder. Love at First Sight is, it's getting warmer. It's like May. I, it was when it came out. It was around May. Mm. I was doing my GCSEs. Mm. Big Brother Three was just about to start, mm. and those colours in the video when she's like dancing around, mm. and it's kind of like she's in that. It's obviously mm. fever, so it's kind of that still that kind of that almost white, like white, weird, mm, futuristic, futuristic kind yeah. of thing. Um, but she just looks so fresh, and I just remember thinking, I'm gonna my exams are gonna be over in a couple of weeks, and then this summer's gonna rule. Mm. And I just, or the spring is gonna rule. And uh, it just reminds me of uh, feeling, yeah, just really, really elated. And that's the thing about Kylie. 
I think that I've learned even just by having this conversation with you. It's just unequivocal joy. We yeah. keep saying joy, but it just, it really, it, it's like no compromises, no hidden secrets. Let's just be happy yeah. because life is glorious. Yeah. And that's a really lovely thing, I think. There's a time us. and a place for that. Mm. There really is. There really is. Mm. Ah, yeah, wonderful. Interestingly, neither of us said can't get you out of my head. Because uh, I can get out of my head. It's see, okay. Yeah, see under my thoughts on spinning around and your yeah. thoughts on kids, probably. Yeah. Got it. Fair enough. And like iconic, Kathy Dennis, amazing. Yeah. The video, yeah. amazing. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Um, um, glad that we finally did Kylie. Glad that we finally did an Australian. Many more to come. Hundred. Um... Is there anything else that you would like to say about Madame? Minogue? No, I think Madame M. Madame M. I think we've nailed it. I, I really, think I'm um, really, I feel really like at peace with our discussion. Yeah. Um, to wrap think, things up, do you want to talk about any other music that you're listening to at the moment? I, I think um, the last thing that I'd say about Madame M is okay, that yeah. I actually do see a line, there's a, there's a red line, as you say, between um, me becoming more comfortable with who I am as a gay man yeah and my acceptance of more joyful um less quasi-intellectual music such as Kylie's in that I think it's also just part of just getting older and stop um overanalyzing things and I just I am I don't know. I, maybe there is no relation. I see a correlation between how comfortable I am within my life at this time and my acceptance of just leaning into the joy, uh, leaning into the... Just going for it and not overthinking it. Is it... And apologies if this is not right, but what you just said to me made me think, like, does it have something to do with shedding a certain amount of internalized homophobia mm. that might come from loving pure, solid gold camp. pop, camp pop music yeah. when we are younger and less assured of, assure of ourselves or like assured in who we are and wanting to sort of put on a specific image that might involve us kind of shying away from being too feminine or yeah. too kind of like, yeah. um, you know, exuberant. Yeah. We might push against embracing someone like Kylie because it may, might make us seem more femme or whatever but as you've gotten older you're like fuck it A I am who I am B who I am is fabulous and C Kylie makes great pop music and that resonates with me and it doesn't matter whether that you, whether someone's going to judge me for that in some kind of way I haven't put that in the way I wanted to, but... You've actually articulated what I couldn't. I think um, you are completely correct. Okay. Cool. And I, I hear you, Cheech. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, like, thank you, Kylie. Thank you. For thank giving you, us that. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about songs you've been listening to? Can't bothers. Danny Minogue. We actually didn't really talk much about Danny, but we, there is a to. there is a place for Neon Nights on this a, on this podcast. Yeah, we'll do a sort of mini episode or something. 
Yeah, maybe just like a quick five minutes. Uh, uh, no, we do love Danny. Uh, yeah. Oral fixation. Nope, that's all good for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then in that case, yeah, let's just wrap it up. I can't remember what I've been listening to either. <laughs> no, um, go on, what have you been listening to? <laughs> no, I actually to? can't, like, okay. I don't know. All right. I feel um, like we've really gone over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instagram, uh, if like you want and subscribe. To, yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can. Um, our podcast is at Oral Fixation Podcast. Uh, uh, my Instagram. We're about to start a Twitter and a Facebook, I believe. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's your little project, isn't yeah, it, Andy? For when, um... which will be maybe. Hey, it's Christmas, doll. Is it's, this our Christmas it's, episode? No, 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 but it's it's about a week before Christmas is in a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, can you yes. hear? Can you hear the bells? <laughs> do you, do you do you see what I see? Um, shout out to Kylie's Christmas album. God bless it, yeah. Yeah. everyone. Um, if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Drew underscore down underscore under. Never gets easy to say. Uh, Andy is Andrew. Do you think you are? Um, you can email us at oralfixationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send in cute questions for the Q&A. There's going to be another Q&A soon, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we love them. Follow the Spotify playlist, which will just be entirely Minogue. Yes, um, Minogue. And send in, slide into our DMs, send us all your love. Rate, subscribe, like, and just whatever you're doing right now, stop this podcast and listen to Love at First Sight or listen <laughs> to um, On a Night Like This mm. and listen to one of Kylie's songs and just walk down the street and just tell yourself, God, life can just be so great sometimes. Because mm. I think that's what she would have wanted. Absolutely. And she does, because she's still alive. Unless you're listening to this in the future and she has died, in which case, R.I.P. Kylie. Rip. Uh, bye. See ya.